So, so Jack, this is a strange time. Um, it'd be a better time to be in the back country, I think. I'm trying to get there. I, you know, <laughs> I already told you about that. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Henry with Friends of Scotchman Peaks Wilderness. This week on Your Wild Place, we'll be listening in on Duncan Adams of the Western News as he speaks with author and realtor Jack DeShazer about his new book, The Land Beyond All Roads. The book was published several months ago, but it's already received some stellar reviews. What really made me decide to write a book was that I uh, had a, a really good friend who worked for me for several years, and uh, 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 she became my hunting partner. and And I wanted, I wanted the world to know what a classy lady she was. And uh, I, I thought that if I would write a book, and it wouldn't be just about her. Uh, she, um, but it, definitely she would be a big part of it. I thought that'd be a really nice thing, uh, a special thing I could do for her, like a gift. The Land Beyond All Roads is a memoir told through a collection of stories set in the wilds of Montana and Idaho. In this episode, Jack shares his struggles with dyslexia, his motivations for writing this book, and of course, his love for wilderness. We're talking about the land beyond all roads. And I want to start with some background just about you uh, as the author. Uh, I, so I think you turned 70 in January, is that correct? January 26th. And well, somebody's going to steal your identity now because of that. But that's um, so you were born in Libby, is that yes. right? And yes. what happened then? Your family moved a couple of times? About more than a couple about uh yeah after i uh, my dad was working here for wr grace and when we left here he went to work for uh uh peter kewitt construction company as a maintenance superintendent and uh, i moved three or four times every school year until high school then i it slowed up a little but i still went to five high schools so i moved all over and, and when did you come back to libby after I uh, I got out of college and I, I went to the North Slope for uh, and uh, and Debbie, my ex-wife and I, we bought a, a house on Quartz Creek, and uh, uh, she she was a dental hygienist then, working for Dr. Pacheco, and I worked I worked up there and on the North Slope and would come, come we almost lived in Sandpoint, but we decided on Libby because we had a lot of relatives here in Enrica. Okay. Duncan, that would have been in the uh, mid-70s, early 70s. I graduated from high school in, you know, like 69 or something, 868. So when did you start work on the, the land beyond all roads? Uh, about seven, eight years ago. And, and you said in the preface that it was the hardest thing you've ever done. Why, why is that? Well, I have dyslexia. Probably the best example of that. It's it's kind of embarrassing, you know. But uh, the the best example of that is I. If you asked me to spell rosars, I couldn't do it. Uh, I have more trouble with some words than others, but the letters just get. 
kind of confused and and I can't, I can't I just can't remember how they go together it doesn't seem how many times I use them uh, and some and some some words aren't that bad I mean I see rosars every day and I've been writing checks there for what, 30 years <laughs> and not to be able to so that's that's kind of kind of the extreme of my issue but uh, and I'm a uh, I'm a decent typer and I'm and um, I'm a great storyteller and so that part of the book I knew it would be easy but uh, I knew it was going to be extremely diff difficult and the only way I even I could never have done it and I was thinking about doing it even be you know a little bit sooner but th that program dragon uh, it made it possible for me to get some words on paper, but you, and especially back then, it, you know, that kind of thing is a lot better now. Like we still have issues with our cell phones, but when dragon first came out, I mean, uh, out of a sentence, probably, you know, 30% of the words weren't the right words. Well, well, given the challenge of dyslexia, what, uh, inspired you to write this book and take on that challenge? and to put all those years into it and, and not to give up? Well, uh, the, I got the idea of writing a book because some of my friends were telling me I should. One in particular, Don Bernal, uh, folks around Libby will remember him. He was Lieutenant in the uh, Lincoln County Sheriff's Department over the detectives for years. His wife uh, worked down in the bakery in Rosars and he raised three boys here, but he wanted, he actually, he was always trying to figure out some way to make money <laughs> and he did it. He, he is rich by most people's standards, you know, uh, today. And, uh, but, uh, anyway, he wanted to write a book about me and he was even had a title for it. He was going to call it hunting with Jack. Just, and the reason why is because of my personality and the fact that I was just there so much, I had a lot of, a lot of extraordinary things or different type of events that that happened to me and took place uh, that were that were worth sharing with others and uh, so I had that there but that that wasn't enough what really what really made me decide to write a book was that I uh, had a, a really good friend who worked for me for several years and uh, 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 she became my hunting partner and and I wanted, I wanted the world to know what a classy lady she was. And uh, I, I thought that if I would write a book, and it wouldn't be just about her, uh, she, um, but it, definitely she would be a big part of it. I thought that'd be a really nice thing, uh, a special thing I could do for her, like a gift kind of. And some people have read the book, you know, and told me that, uh, they thought it was like a, a tribute to Jennifer and it, it, it was never meant that way. And, and I don't think it is, it, you know, because I, to me, a tribute would be just throwing a bunch of flattering words out towards somebody or about somebody. And what happens with this book is I just tell what happened, you know, right. tell the story. And the, that was a two part question of the night and to be just, I, I haven't told, I don't talk about this much, but I would have quit writing that book a uh, hundred different times if it wasn't that 
it, I was in the back of my mind, I thought I was giving Jennifer something to, that she would think was real special because she told me that, you know, when I first indicated I was going to write a book that, that and she, you know, and she, she was really excited about the fact that I would do that. Uh, not only because it was about her, she thought it'd be something really good. I can remember saying that, that uh, my grandkids would really uh, find that special and interesting. But yeah, I would have I would have quit a lot of times because it's just too difficult. A lot of the chapters are in the Bob Marshall wilderness, uh, but there uh, are other wilderness areas too that you go into. And one is Scotchman Peaks. Um, tell us about that Scotchman Peaks. You found uh, somebody helped you find found a really magical place. Find a really magical place there. Well, yeah, I, I did, uh, and it is. <laughs> the reason I found them, uh, you know, uh, special is because it is. And, and uh, the reason it is is, uh, and, and again, I talk about that in the book, but it's, first of all, it's not overused because it is not easy to get into. Uh, it's not very big, but it's incredibly rough and rugged and, held together by canyons and cliffs and, you know, several different water, water drainages and that kind of thing, and extremely hard to access. And the other thing is it it's has incredibly good habitat for uh, goats and mule deer and elk uh, and whitetail. Uh, and then fur-bearing animals, there's a lot of marten up in there and bobcat and lynx. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's game rich, and, and back when I was first hunting it, no one else hunted it, uh, at least the part I was hunting. Uh, you know, it, it jumps over into that, the, you know, the head end of Ross Creek and all that kind of stuff, too. That um, it's, it's just a really, um, I don't know, it, it creates more emotion and more romance than, than for me than the cabinets because... Uh, and I'm, not that I, I don't like the cabinets too, but because of it's 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 more rugged, and actually uh, there's a lot more areas there that have the habitat that support wildlife. You know, like you know the cabinets, they don't have they don't have much dirt up there. <laughs> so there's mostly rock and trees. They don't have any you know grassy areas to speak of and brush fields like uh, Scotchman Peak Country does. So you talk about why uh, the wilderness is a special place for you. Uh, why is that? Why, you, sort of, you said you sort of uh, come alive in, in the wilderness. Why is that, you think? Yeah, uh, I get asked that question a lot. And it, it's not really an, um, an easy thing to answer. Other, uh, I, I've thought about it. And I, I, I think I've, I've got a better way of putting it so maybe people know where I'm coming from. But like I, uh, I, I say in the book and I've, and I've told a lot of people is that the same mountain, the same river, the same lake, the same meadow has so much more romance than uh, when you're 30, 40 miles in a backcountry sitting on a horse and it does to the windshield of a car. A friend of mine just called me uh, uh, last night that, that I, 
went to school with, and she had a list of questions about my book. And one was, what did I mean by romance? And I, I looked up the, in the webs after we were done talking, I looked up in the Webster Dictionary, and, I, and in the definition of romance, adventure was in there three different times. And then, then it had to do with uh, far off uh, places um, or far off times. And then the love story uh, uh, was in, you know, the, the, the fact that it could be involved in love stories. Uh, and, and the backcountry to me is, is a love story. So the, the word romance is kind of, it was the best word I could pick for it, but I think it ended up being a better word than I thought. She's a good example of what I was trying to accomplish in that she started talking to me about talking water. She's a, She's that was amazing. She lives, she lives in uh, uh, Spokane, but she, her dad left her a cabin in the Selway. And they go, her and her husband go back and uh, uh, visit that quite often. Although she's not a country girl at all. Uh, but she, she told me that this, this year when she got back, the first thing she did was went to sit down by the creek and listen to the water and she could she said that she understands what i mean by talking water now but uh anyway uh duncan i guess uh the the reason for it is that um the feelings you are so much more intense uh than you would get um uh, if if you were around a lot of people and and you were sitting in the middle of a city <laughs> versus being way back in the mountains all by yourself or, or just with your friends and, and beautiful mountain peaks and meadows surrounding you. Well, you wrote, uh, I don't become closer to nature, I become part of nature. Yeah, what, the best way to explain that, and I, I kind of thought about Again, I've been asked that same question, you know, before. And what I would say as an example, if I asked you to explain to me, uh, Duncan, when you were like 12, 14-year-old boy and you had your first crush on this girl and you held her close to you, explain to me the feelings you had. Now, you and it's... Would alive maybe be in there? You sure weren't feeling dead. <laughs> so right. it's it's hard for me to explain what it is, but uh, uh, it it's worth spending a lot of time and effort uh, to achieve. And that's the other thing that happens if you don't if you don't work at it or, or spend some uh, invest a little bit of energy in it. It's not near as special. <laughs> listening to episode three of Your Wild Place, presented by Friends of Scotchman Peaks Wilderness. For more information about the Friends, visit our website, scotchmanpeaks.org. The Land Beyond All Roads can be purchased at Libby Sports and Good News Books in Libby, Montana, or online through Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. This episode featured Jack DeShazer and Duncan Adams. Edited by Ray Brown, 
theme music by Ben Olson and Katie Archer. Stay tuned for episode four and subscribe to Your Wild Place wherever you listen to podcasts.